The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. Hey, welcome to the podcast, our uh, second of a two-parter. Um, looking ahead to the college football semifinals, Michigan versus Alabama uh, in the early afternoon game at the Rose Bowl, and then Texas versus Washington in the nightcap. Hopefully by the time that Texas and Washington are playing, um, I am just in hog heaven, and I don't care who wins the game or what's happening because I'm just celebrating a victory over the Crimson Tide a la the 2000 Orange Bowl with uh, Tom Brady uh, the last time. I think that's the last time they beat Alabama, uh, 35-34. Alabama missed an extra point. That's mm. how Michigan won it. If that's what it takes, if Michigan wins 35-34 to 34 on January 1st with Alabama missing an extra point in the final seconds of the game, I don't care. Dude, that if, would be amazing. If Michigan wins I, two to nothing because yeah. they get a safety with no time left on the clock, you could just celebrate. It doesn't matter how Michigan wins this game. The eye test is done, mm-hmm. right? We've been talking all season long about like, well, you know, you got to do this to get in the playoff and you got to be style points, this style points, that bull. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, let's go out there. And what I'm looking for most in this game is, is Michigan going to do what it's done the last two years and take this entire month of planning and practice and completely change who the hell they are? Hmm. Or are they going to go out there and be the Michigan team that's had all this type of success, strangleholding teams, making Alabama one-dimensional, yeah, yeah. pounding them into submission and making it a slow boa constrictor-style death where Alabama just eventually just gets so tired and and... and that head coaching matchup, Nick Saban with 30 days prep. Yeah. He's, he, he's just his track record. And this is not me being Sparty boy. His track record is really hard to say mm-hmm. Michigan has the advantage here because mm-hmm. we haven't seen Jim Harbaugh get over the hump in these bowl games. He's missed two yep. chances yep. to win against lesser, if you will, opponents than in Alabama and all the bowl games before that. Mm-hmm. No wins. So it's, again, let me ask it's, you that it's a question. huge one. Let me, let me ask you this question, though, because last year, I mean, Georgia, when Michigan played Georgia two years ago, Georgia came out and Georgia was just who they were. They didn't do anything different. They didn't, uh, you know, surprise Michigan. Uh, they just played who they were, and who they were was the best team in college football, and they just bludgeoned Michigan. Last year, TCU, I, I don't think Michigan was quite ready for TCU, and TCU did some things up front I think they copied a little bit of like Indiana's game plan where they were stunting. They were, uh, they were bringing their linebackers hard, crashing the line of scrimmage. They were essentially saying like, we know you're going to run the football. And so we're going to make you beat not our four guys. We're going to make you beat our six guys on every play. If you beat our six guys by throwing the ball in the middle of the field, kudos to you. You beat us. And eventually Michigan did throw for 380 yards, but they had a couple of pick sixes. They took too long to adjust to it. Um, when I look at Alabama, I think of Alabama as Georgia. They're not going to come at Michigan with a whole bunch of surprises. You might be right that Nick Saban is one of the great 
game planners of all time, but they're not going to be, they're not, they are going to be Alabama. They're going to be the right. same team. And so Michigan doesn't have to prepare for surprises. They've just got to prepare for extremely disciplined, well-oiled machine with a quarterback who's peaking, who's got, you know, a, a, a running back who's playing some of his best. Like they're going to have to play their best football game of the year, better than Ohio state, better than take any other game that they played Penn state, Maryland, it has to be their A-plus game. At the very least, their A-game. If it's anything less than that, they lose. I, I can't I can't, pull Coles on it, and I won't try to because I just, I just know how good Alabama can be. And again, the prep time is what I think really scares me about this matchup for Michigan more than anything. Now, that being said, I think Michigan has the luxury of two years of bowl prep. And some of the players have been talking. They've had some media scrums and stuff over the last couple of weeks. And JJ McCarthy the other day said that they've changed some things, the way that they had done some things in their bowl prep that they haven't done in the past years. Didn't really go too in detail about it, but good. That means that they're learning. You know, you can only learn from your mistakes in the past. So I think this is a massive, massive statement game for the program because Alabama is still in many people's estimation the top program in all of college football. And they have been Georgia has been obviously some, but still to me, it's always Alabama. It's all, I know Georgia won the last two national titles, but if somebody's going to ask me who's the best program in college football, I'm always saying Alabama. I, mm-hmm. I, and that's just me. Do you feel that way? Or do you like, no? I, I would say Alabama for sure. So it, it's definitely like, here's your opportunity, Jim Harbaugh. Here's your opportunity, Michigan. Here's their opportunity to, you, you know what? You might have wanted Florida State, but you didn't get them. That's already that should have been old well, news by now. To like yeah, anybody, yeah. even fans, need to be like, okay, yeah. this is who we've got, right? Like the sticker shock of this is who we play is over. And at the Rose Bowl, and by the way, do you know anybody going? I don't. Uh, actually, I do know one uh, one friend that is going. Yes, oh, I know. I wish I was going. He's gonna. He's gonna have. He said that blast. he spent uh, on his flight and hotel, and he's going on the thirtieth. And he comes back on the second. So between those two things, his total bill for flight and three nights of hotel accommodations was forty six hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. And I was like, "What was your ticket?" He's like, "The ticket was the cheapest thing I got. I got it through the alumni association. I think it's like two hundred and fifty yeah. bucks." Yep. Um, he's like, "Food and drink." He's like, "I won't, I won't be drinking much until Michigan wins. If they win, he's like, I'm gonna go crazy. But food, I'll just kind of you know get yeah. by. But the he's like, I'm trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep my budget under five grand. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, yeah. well." Good luck to you. So, you know, let me ask. So I'm curious about this. Um, I have my own feelings on it, but when you look at this game and what it matters, and if you listen to the pod before this one, we talked about how important it is to win when you get the chance to get there. Um, so when I look at it, I think about legacies right now, the unquestioned greatest coach in football, college football history is Nick Saban. And you can make the case that he's one of the top five coaches, regardless of football, like NFL or pro, like whatever like that. You just say like football. You don't just just uh, distinguish between the two. Jim Harbaugh right now has been one of the few coaches who's been able to succeed in the NFL and in college football. And so he's proven himself to be like a very, very good coach. When you look at like, if he goes out and wins a national championship, what other coaches in college football right now have a national championship? Dabo Sweeney does. And Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart does. And Nick Saban does. Are those only three active coaches with a, with a national championship right now? My God, yeah. Because if you think because Urban's it, out of it, yeah. Mac uh-huh. Brown, Mac Brown has a, a national championship. He won with Texas. That was like two thousand and what one? five, five, I think, six. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, a long time ago, Pete Carroll's out. But like Jim Harbaugh has a chance to establish himself. If he wins a national championship, it's not 
He's one of the best coaches in college football. It's it's like he gets to consider himself one of the best coaches in football history because of his success in both places. So I think like his legacy can really take a big a big jump. Let me throw something at you, and I want you to tell me if I think if, if you think I'm being unfair. I look at a lot of these players on Michigan. Blake Corum, I think Blake Corum, I think running backs, I think uh, offensive linemen, what they have done to Ohio State the last year, three years, three years big, winning Big Ten titles, Blake Corum's legacy is in play. Nothing he can do or can't do in this game is going to change what his legacy is. Plus, what he's done off the field is amazing, mm-hmm. right? Like, go look him up. The stuff he's done off the field is amazing. J.J. McCarthy, to me, his entire legacy is on the line in the college football playoff because quarterbacks are the ones that we remember forever. We remember the Super Bowl winners. We remember the national champions. And I don't want to say that if he doesn't win a national title this year or next year, that he's like, ah, he was just a, he was just a good quarterback. But the great quarterbacks, this is their moment. If Michigan is going to win a national championship and beat Alabama, yes, the, the running game, yes, the offensive line, yes, it, but it's going to be J.J. McCarthy going out there and being the best quarterback in the field. In the four in the four teams, right? And so his legacy more than anybody else's, I think, is completely on the line with what happens in this college football semifinal in this college football playoff. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I think you're right because to your point, you know, offensive line is going to go out there and they're going to obviously try to run the football. And if they run the football and, you know, if the storyline is that Michigan runs the football for 40 times for 300 yards on Alabama's vaunted defense Mm -hmm. and they score four touchdowns on the ground and J.J. McCarthy goes 10 of 15 for 150, that's okay. You're moving on. You're winning the game because of what, what you did on the field predicated it. But as we've seen in these college football playoff games, at least the good ones, it's the quarterback play. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely the quarterback play. And you know, Milrow, Jalen Milrow for Alabama, he got benched earlier this season. And then he's come back The win at Auburn. Like Alabama will never be out of this game. Mm -hmm. I don't think unless there's three or four scores and it just looks like a completely Uh, lopsided be the case. (laughs) I don't want that to be the case. I want it to be a good game. Um, But no, I think you're right. I think JJ obviously hadn't played great the last three or four games of the season. Mm -hmm. He didn't necessarily have to per se, because Michigan was able to do the things that they wanted to. But when you get to this point and you're playing against the top four teams, everybody's got to be clicking and you're damn right that the quarterback, I mean, I remember we're talking about the last time Mac Brown, I still remember Vince Young, that game. I still remember Vince Young, that game. I remember CJ Stroud throwing Mm -hmm. for all those touch. I mean, I know they didn't win it last year, but going up against Georgia, taking them down to the, the, the the wire in that game, Trevor Lawrence, bingo, just keep going back down the line. I mean, you're so right. And I think that not to put like all of the pressure in the world on him, because I don't think you need to, and Michigan hasn't had to. I mean, there's been games you guys have won 56 to nothing, and the guy's stats look like he didn't even play or he yeah, didn't even yeah. need to play. Yeah. I mean, he, he so, threw the ball, what, eight times against Penn State yeah, earlier in the year? So it, it's, it, it, I hear what you're saying. I think he has to make sure that he eliminates the big mistakes. Mm-hmm. He did not do that last year against TCU. Mm-hmm. That's obviously why you guys got behind the eight ball in the game. Play calling and all the other things helped put you guys where you were in that game and, and the reasons. Yes, I I don't think you're crazy. I don't think you're going out on a limb by saying that JJ needs to have his best game and his legacy certainly will be on this game unless Corum has a four touchdown, yeah, right, three hundred right, yard performance, right. which is which, which is, is an all time, yeah. you know, like crazy awesome thing to have happen. Yeah, but your best player's got to be your best player. Ultimately. Uh, and I keep on tapping the. We can both keep on tapping the. Uh, <laughs> our producers like don't tap the the, t- uh, the the table while we're doing is tapping it. Ultimately, here. 
if Michigan beats Alabama on January 1st, it's because somebody, somebody had a legacy game that we're going to talk about for a long time. The chances of them just having the most complete team effort where 22 guys just play, you know, they all contribute like a small piece to a bigger pie. I, I don't find it likely, right? Like no. ultimately Jalen Milrow or, you know, a couple of years ago, Devonte Smith for Alabama. I mean, remember that, what did he have? Like 25 catches in the game? Uh, ridiculous. I mean, he was unstoppable. You're always going to remember the one player. So who is the one player for Michigan? And what I'm saying is, unless it's quorum, it has to be J.J. McCarthy because J.J. McCarthy's legacy right now is more so Ohio State in 2022 when he broke out of the mold. He had a couple of good, he had a long, uh, he had a, a couple of nice runs. He had a touchdown run. He had the two long bombs to Cornelius Johnson. That's the game that everybody remembers. The 2023 game, he had a couple of nice passes. He threw that one ball to Roman Wilson that we still don't know how he got in there. Um, but <laughs> and we still don't know if it's a touchdown or an interception. But like that game wasn't about him. Right. It was. It was about like it was about the team effort. Correct. And the other games throughout this season are not just not about him. Like so far, JJ McCarthy has really been. And I mean, I think a lot, some Michigan fans would would push against but he really has been a game manager with the exception of two or three games in his career well and and michael you got to understand if you look if you go you zoom out a little further think about final fours think about the last college football playoffs think about all of the high mm -hmm. level when it gets to this point especially in college athletics maybe more so than the pros this is where i think michigan does have the problem when it comes to the recruiting classes and the five star who's the bona fide nfl talent mm -hmm. at the skill positions for Michigan, bona fide. Who's going to be a first, second, or third round pick out of Michigan's offensive skill players? Maybe Corum goes in the first three rounds. Yeah. None I mean, of their wide receivers. Maybe Colston Loveland gets a look. Yeah. I think Colston Loveland is probably your best, your best bet. But okay, now let's go to Alabama. <laughs> now I don't know the guy's yeah. names off the top of my head, yeah. but I do know that those kids are the four-star kids. They're the five-star kids. The running mm -hmm. backs that are sitting there on the bench are the five-star kids. Same with the wide receiver position. So that's yeah. I mean, where, Jermaine Burton is probably their next one. I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a big year, but he's a but he's that's, that type of but talent. That's, yeah, and that's my point. Like when we talked about the Ohio State game, why did I give Ohio State the edge in that game? Marvin Harrison. The, the best player on the field as far as athletically yeah. gifted. Trayvon had, Henderson had had a great game. So. That's where my biggest fear for Michigan is, is in these biggest moments, who is your star to take over? And to your point, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, JJ, you're our five-star quarterback. We brought you in here to do this, to take us to the next level. Go out and do it. Yeah. You got to put the players that maybe yeah. aren't these five-star kids in the positions and the ball's got to be there and they got to do their part of it. That's all fell and good. But the quarterback, again, he's the one who's remembered for throwing the balls. Hopefully guys make the catches, do the things they need to do after the run. Where that... Alabama side, that speed, that offense, just Nick Saban factor in all of that, and just the pedigree of winning at that big time level with yeah. Alabama, it I have to give them just again the slight edge right now. I don't think I, it's going to be a close game. Mm -hmm. I think this comes down to who makes the who makes the game winning play. Yeah, on both sides. Well, and and you know saying that, I mean. I think the one person, and God, how many times have we talked about him all season long, and we keep on waiting and waiting and waiting for him to have a breakout game is Donovan Edwards. Hundred percent, because Donovan Edwards is the is is the player with the elite skill at the running. He's the home run threat at the running back spot. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. They haven't. I mean, I don't think all year he's caught the ball on a wheel route, 
and that he's been able to go for go the distance, right? Like that to me is remarkable. Uh, when you look at, you know, Blake Corm is a really nice back, um, but but coming off the the injury that he had a year ago, he's never really shown the home run speed that he had early on in his career. Um, Roman Wilson, a really good player, but Michigan doesn't have a lot of, they haven't had a lot of deep balls. They've had, a, I think they rank in like the top 10 in balls between like 20 and, or plays of between 20 and 40 yards, but anything over 40 yards, they rank in like the eighties because they haven't had a lot of really, really explosive plays, but they've ha- made a lot of really nice plays. So who can be that guy against Alabama that, you know, if you're telling me that you're going to have to win this game by scoring 28 points and all four touchdowns are going to be grinded out set, you know, 10 plays, seven minute drives. Like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. You're going to need a big play touchdown or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, so is it Donovan Edwards? Well, is maybe it, they get it from their defense. Maybe, maybe you got, you got, you know, you've got Will Johnson. Yep. Who's going to be a top, top yeah. three, He'll draft, probably be, top yeah. three round draft pick. Again, I'm, I'm saying top three because, you know, obviously the, the, the first round is, so super bona fide, like, you know, the five-star kids or the guys that are playing out of their minds, immediate starters at the NFL level, but there's only really 32 to 38 of those guys. So I honestly, I look at this and I, who is going to be the guy for Michigan? It's going to be fascinating to watch. I'm super excited about it. If you're going to the Rose Bowl, good on you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy the hell out of it because I still remember when I went and I'll never forget it. I mean, I want to go again at some point. I hope that Michigan state can figure it out and, and we can go back to the Rose bowl and enjoy it. But you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll wind it down here. What's your pick? <sighs> because it's a two point right now. Yeah. It's a two point Michigan favorite. So they are a 55.9% on the ESPN analytics matchup predictor. So you remember back in week three, you put on the Michigan State green and white Sparty hat, and you picked Michigan State to beat Washington. Yes, I did. And it that worked was, out great. That for was me. really wrong. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's not going to be like that, right? But I'm going to put on my maize and blue for for why not, right? I mean, what's the fun of picking against my school? Well, hang on a second before before you talk yourself into just taking the homer pick. Do you believe they can win this game? I do believe they can win this game. Yes, okay, because go Alabama, there. Go Al- there. Alabama has been a flawed football team this they year. They have. They, you know, we're talking about the Auburn game where they were six seconds and forty yards away from losing that game, except for a one of the greatest hail marys I've ever seen. Right in a corner of an end zone that. You look at the other side of the field and like Auburn has like seven defenders to cover three guys and then one defender to cover one guy, right? Like that play doesn't happen. And Alabama's not in this conversation of Florida status, right? So like they're a flawed football team. Michigan's a flawed football team too. I don't think we've ever seen them play their A plus game this year. They came pretty close in Michigan, Ohio state, but JJ was banged up and all these different things. If they go out there and play their A plus game and why not, right? Like why not break it out in the biggest moment? You played 13 weeks you won. You, you've put this NCAA stuff at least for now in the rearview mirror. You have been able to. You've been able to focus on just football for three weeks. Like I truly believe they can win this game. I think their defense is elite. I think their defense can stop the run. Um, Jalen Milrow is a special talent, and you got to cover those wide receivers for seven or eight seconds. But I think that they ultimately can keep them keep Alabama to twenty seven points. Michigan wins this game thirty one. To 27. 31, 27, go blue. All right, well, I, it's tough because I do want Michigan to win this game simply because it's the last year of the final four. 
They're going to be a player in the playoff for years. Yeah. To, I think, I hope, I, you know, obviously like with, with Harbaugh still there, even if he leaves, Michigan won't, they'll be a part of that 12 team playoff more often than not. But I can't pick against Nick Saban with 30 mm-hmm. days of prep. I've just seen this movie before, not just against my team back yeah. in 2015 when they made the playoff, but I've seen it year after year after year after year. And like Alabama was left for dead after that loss to Texas early in the season. Mm-hmm. And they were just such an afterthought. And they kind of plotted through the SEC. Then when it comes time to play the big game against Georgia, what happens? They bam them. Yeah. They bam them, damn yeah. it. And it, you give Nick 30 days. I just, I, again, Michigan fans, I'm looking directly into the camera to address <laughs> you. I want your football team to win the game. I just don't think today, right now, that they have the competitive edge at more skill positions and even on that front Mm -hmm. because Alabama's not some pushover front. They Mm -hmm. get the four or five-star kids up front too. Absolutely. So the unit of Michigan is, you know, Outland Trophy winners. They're a great offensive line unit. They were a great offensive line unit two years ago when Georgia just destroyed them. Right. And TCU even gave them such fits mm-hmm. last year. So give me that, give me that A game. Like you're saying, it's possible. I believe it can happen. Do I think it'll happen if I'm a betting man? I'm taking Alabama. I'm taking them straight up because I'm going to get as much money as I can from the money line. But I think Michigan can win the game. I do not believe okay. this. So I'll, I'll, I'll flip it on you. I think it's a 27-24 Alabama okay. win. Okay. So three points either way. Well, I tell you what, if they're within a possession of the of the game with uh, five minutes to go and they have the ball, I'll take my chances. That's a that's a beautiful way yeah. to put it. As long as you don't get behind the eight ball, you can't yeah. you can't fall behind Alabama. Great. It's just too hard because of how Michigan is constructed. But this is how it's been for the last three years. Mm-hmm. You can't fall behind by two scores because it's almost like Iowa in a sense. Now you're better than Iowa's offense. I don't mean that in that way. Just saying. You don't really have that home run ability where it's like Oregon or Washington, yeah. where it's like, oh, we're down ten. <laughs> Okay, we're down three. My hope is that what you saw out of Clemson, what you saw out of Georgia, was it took them a couple of years to figure it out. And once they did, they had their best game, and they went out there and won a national championship. And I'm hoping Michigan can can repeat that type of formula. How about in the uh, Washington-Texas game? Who do you have Alabama playing for you? (laughs) I still think Washington's going to win the national title this year. I'm sticking with it. I've been saying it all season long. And, yeah, they've shown a little bit of, like, weakness and stuff. But that offense, man. They can just play. Yeah. And Michael Penix Jr. has shown, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised he didn't win the Heisman because, you know, Davis's or uh, Daniel's, Daniel's numbers yeah. were so good. But he did win, you know, the, the Maxwell Award for, for best player. Yeah. And I, I, I really like uh, the, the competitiveness of Washington to get through that Texas game. And Texas... Or uh, Washington and Alabama or Michigan for the title. I've seen a lot more of Washington than Texas this year, and I really like the wide receiver core. I like the fact that they can run the football when they need to. Um, Defense is suspect. It's been a suspect all year. Uh, But when I look at Texas, I don't look at Texas being able to put up, you know, win a game like 49-42 against Washington. Um, So I'm going to take the Huskies also. And so Michigan versus Washington in a preview of a Big Ten matchup yeah, next year. And all Big Ten national And we will have a podcast before the national championship. Hopefully we're coming in after January 1st to talk about uh, a great Michigan victory. And you can ask me how my celebration went. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. So, hey, man, have a great holiday yeah. season, great Christmas, um, and enjoy being Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, I love you, man. Uh, but you're an idiot.